Welcome to Mystery Outsiders and Apps. I'm Kevin Weir. I'm Aaron Weir, and this is a teen drama summary cast. Yeah, recap. I guess every episode's a recap. Every episode's a recap cast. Yeah, all right. Ooh, that's not, that is not a pleasant recap. phrase to the ears. Recast. It's also not a recast, because that's something that's been cast before and it's being cast again. None of it works. Words have no meaning. But there were some recasts on Riverdale. Uh, remember original Reggie? I do remember original Reggie. Uh, <laughs> he loved Archie so much. Yeah, and new Reggie's kind of into Archie. New Reggie does like Archie, old but Reggie. not as much as old no. Reggie. Uh, but that's season one. We're not talking about that. That is so far in the past. Who thinks about season one these days? No. Definitely not the writers. <laughs> no, we are trapped in the ongoing uh, hell dimension that is season five. Pure torture. Yes, it was... Here at the end of it, we can look back and say with confidence, it was a rough season. <laughs> it also had a six-month break in the middle of it. It did have a six-month break. And then we've said, been saying this the entire time we've been doing this season. We understand it's weird because there was a global pandemic and will forever be etched into this. But... Some TV <laughs> shows have tackled this global health crisis and are fine. Well, I was going to say that the reasons this this season is weird, I don't think have that I I don't know how much that affected why I found the season weird. It wasn't weird that like because we were talking about like, oh, I guess the halls are going to be more empty, there's less extras I can get on set. I didn't really notice that there was distinctly less other people. Honestly, the only time that I noticed I thought COVID protocols having an impact on the show yeah. was when we didn't see Archie's military tribunal. However, maybe they just didn't want to do it because this is Riverdale. That it, I mean, that yeah, it's hard, it's hard to tell. <laughs> hard to tell indeed. Uh, and like the, like the, the, the six month, <laughs> however long they, they break for in the, in the middle there so that another show could be on the CW. It sure, whatever. It was fine. It was a it was a mid season break. It wasn't as egregious as the mid season break where there was a quarantine and nothing happened. Um, it's still it's still there. Still, it feels a delineating factor between that the first half of the season and the end of the season in like tone and weirdness. Well, because the thing that happened before the break was Hiram blew a hole in his own prison so that a small amount of prisoners who he had paid off could break out and cause mischief. Well, Unfortunately, <laughs> for whatever reason, he picked the area where Frank was. Well, no, and I, so Frank really like stopped his efforts. I think he here's the thing. I think he did, he did he did we know he did pay off certain people to go and cause chaos in town, which is weird because he still had the ghoulies, so I don't know why he also had to do this. Had to have prisoners. Um but he did it by just releasing all the prisoners. Well, like, you know, he was done with them. He had all the palladium he needed from that source. Yeah, and he doesn't still need a private prison. There's no way that I would guess. be, like, a thing that would bring him money, which would then help him get more palladium. Okay, let's, let's talk a little bit about the whole palladium. So we at, now we're at the end. We know the entire arc of this season was apparently, and the series was apparently palladium-based for Hiram. Yeah, so because... Everything he did. Because Hiram has left the show, he has no further character growth. So we can only take what we were given this season as truth. Yeah. And that means all Hiram has ever cared about, even when he left and moved to Florida and started a rum business, a family (laughs) business? He opened up nightclubs there. He did do that. Yeah. He did that before he left Riverdale. Because remember, Hermosa is older than Veronica. No, he left Riverdale once and did that. Then he came back to Riverdale. And then when Veronica was born, he left again to New York, which is like an hour and a half away. But you know, it was finally time. When he went on his first date with Hermione, he promised her they're going to move to the city one day or something. Yeah. So everything he has always done, including moving to Florida and starting up nightclubs and a rum business, was because he needed to get Palladium. Yeah. It, well, he has played the longest con that anyone has ever conned. Well, it does sort of seem like he was talking about like when he was he's like, oh, you know, I did this and then I I got away. Like, the way they talk about them moving to New York is him getting away from the mob life so that he can... Make a family. So he can be a white-collar criminal. Yes, but it seems he was always part of the mob the entire time. Like, you, you don't you don't move from small-town Riverdale to New York to get away from the mob life. Exactly. 
Yeah, unless this is a very rural-focused mafia. Well, we know Papa Poutine comes across the border from Canada. I just, like, do you think that Hiram was really motivated by Palladium as a youth and then kind of forgot about it because he got so caught up in the mob and the rum and the white-collar embezzling? Yeah. And then when he came back to Riverdale because Hermione moved back. Hermione moved back under her own volition. And then he was like, wait, I had a thing I could do in this town. Man, that is a fun way to, like, make it work within the world that these writers are making when the answer is probably just, they changed their mind. They sh- Again, I said this, I think, last episode. It is as if each episode has different writers who don't know the history of the show. Well, the, the problem that we get into is that this is a show that very much wants to be about, like, small town secrets. Which means inherently you need to know and create a history for the town. There's so much about Riverdale. It's about your past, your lineage, your, I mean, genes. Like, so much of this is is about where you come from. But they have not designed a past. They are changing it every single time they want it to be whatever they want it to be. And then it becomes conflicting and... And it is, like, I understand the premise of the show is perfect small town with secrets. But every season, a secret comes out, and it turns out everyone knows about this. Except for our main characters, who are all from this town. Yeah. And, like, that's why teen dramas have the trope of the outsiders. Yeah. Because they need to learn about the town. Season one, in retrospect, does the, like, the reveals pretty well. Like, the stuff that you didn't know, the small town secrets would make sense that a 15 or 16 year old would not know about it and the adults were keeping it a secret because they don't want to talk about it exactly like not realizing how bad the serpents are thinking they're just a bike gang and well, then finding okay well <laughs> oh, the clifford blossom thing is yeah. actually no, the, the, the perfect the, the schism in season one was fine when it was just like oh yeah um the block the blossom great-grandfather killed his brother and so the Coopers left. Like like, like half the, the that brother's family decided we're not Blossoms anymore. We're Coopers now because you killed our dad. Um, and then in season two, they're like, actually, this town somehow forgot who died. <laughs> and like, there are all of those serial killers that no one has known. Like, how can how can the town be this small and they keep discovering serial killers? Yeah. Anyway, but that's... Anyway, or how can this town have had four different Palladium mines yeah, let's, in different generations? Yeah, let's keep let's keep this to season five. Where season we lear- five, where we Palladium. Learned- <laughs> yeah, season five is a Palladium episode. It's weird how, like, even way back in 18... Okay, when they first said it, I thought they said <laughs> night... Was it, um, uh, 18... 1819 and i'm like oh wow 1819 it was 1890 back in 1890 they were still crazy for palladium so i found out something about palladium yeah by listening to a different riverdale podcast yeah apparently you don't actually mine for palladium it's like a byproduct of mining for nickel oh that's a big (laughs) because i only looked up what like palladium assuming that I mean, come on. They say you're mining for palladium, clearly. I mean, to be fair, I learned that from a podcast where they looked something up on Wikipedia, I, so we could all be wrong. <laughs> I know. Well, I know palladium's an element. Like, it is yeah. a raw element, like gold and something like that. Um, it does feel like they just didn't want to do gold, which, I mean, I don't I, I, I don't fault them for. When something becomes so much that it's a um, cliche, there's a temptation to not use it. But in a show that is kind of about cliches and stereotypes and things like that. Riverdale is always about not doing the thing you expect because it's Riverdale. (laughs) That's why Veronica had a blood opal. That's why they go to Smarties instead of Sardies. Okay, no, but some of that is just them. Some some of that's just Archie Comics. Well, I mean, I also think some of that is just them being like, well, we don't want to, no, we don't want to say the name of the actual place. There was the one time that they actually went to... A real place. A real place. I can't remember what that was. Well, the thing is, in the Archie comics, yeah. like in the comic strips, it is always like a twist on the thing. And like, there's no real yeah. celebrities. It's always like a twist on the celebrity names. And instead of Luke Perry, it would be Luke Barry. Yeah. you know, And I get that. It's because you you don't want to say the outright thing because you're you're creating a fictional. Yes, that is that's something you do. And, <laughs> as and it's as... fine in comics. It's a little 
jarring. <laughs> okay, it's a little jarring when the when the changes don't make sense. I know we're 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 so far in now, but I will never get over five seasons. Five seasons, Kevin. There are not five, like four seasons referring to the four seasons. Say it the four elements. I don't care, but don't do, what's the fifth season? Smarch. (laughs) No, that's, no, that's the 13th month. (laughs) Okay. Uh, Let's go through some of the, 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 actually, no, before we go to the characters, let's do a quick mini retrospective on the end of season four. Okay. First three episodes. First three episodes. Mr. Honey was a nothing. (laughs) <laughs> oh, do we have to go back to... Okay, that was last season. I cannot bring back my fury about the fact that he was the best principal the school has ever had. This cannot stand. Yeah, so he vanished at the end of the last season, and then this one began with them just sort of like... They're like, oh, he quit... No, he got poached to go to um the fancy school, Stonewall Prep. Yeah, he's just like... He just, just went to Stonewall Prep. Yeah, was he ever kidnapped? No. <laughs> no? Because... I, I, for the life of me, I can't remember because they, that's what ended with them th- doing all their like brain brain thoughts, <laughs> doing all their like like imagined. Here's how we would kill Mister Honey. Well, and then Jughead wrote the story where he didn't change any of the characters' names. Yeah, he just used his friends' names. Yeah, because that's brought up in in this one, and nothing really came of it, other than the fact that we found out that the voyeur was not a voyeur. It was just a teenage girl trying to make her brother stay in town. Well, yeah, it was Jellybean and some of her friends doing stuff because she's mad that Jughead had already left. Well, and also, <laughs> let us not forget, we don't know where Stonewall Prep is, but it's not that far. No. It's not that close, but it's not that far. No, it, that, that was a, a rather big swing and a miss on what they wanted it to be. Like, they wanted it to be the, this... Well, it's weird because, like, what are we? What is this supposed to tell us about Jellybean as a character? Because that feel, one that feels very much like it hmm. feels like a storyline for Dagwood and Juniper because they're supposed to be little sociopaths. Yeah. So is she also a little sociopath? No, no. The argument was the town has twisted her, which is why FP has to move away, right. to join the even worser serpents <laughs> in Toledo with Gladys. That is true. Gladys is the, the the that is the actual serpent gang. Like, which is once again that is a spinoff from this gang. Also, why is there a spinoff of? Okay, because I watched the episode about the origin of the serpents. Yeah. Why is there a spinoff of the serpents? I mean, that makes sense when you t- when you talk about like, g- like gang progression. Like, the, yes, serpents started out as um, a native gang and a way to keep the family together. But as it became more gang like, some and of then, them moved to Toledo because they wanted to do crime. Yeah, well, yeah, chapters start splitting off. It's the same way that like the growth of of gangs and how they become chapters and motorcycle gangs is a very Interesting I, and in-depth story. I just think what we need to remember is that the serpents are a community service group. I mean, they are. Everything they show us is that. Um, especially in this one where they're just like a bunch of truckers who sang that they're a gang and own a bar. And then that got, and their the, bar is under a diner. Yeah, and that got Tony so mad when someone's like, you guys know you do that, right? She's like, what? That she killed a man and said, no, instead we're going to have them all quit their jobs and kill people, I guess. I Well, the way that she ex- described it means that she wants them to go back to doing what they were doing before. But this, you know, this, this show is never going to make this gang an actual, like, gang. I th- Not even, like, the good style gang, which no. is where they still have to be. They're never going to become violent is the thing. You know what they're going to end up doing? They're going to end up working for Andrew's construction again. <laughs> Let's true. be real. Yeah. Uh so, yeah, we learned that Jellybean was the voyeur. She headed off with... With FP. Yeah. And on a bike. They moved to Toledo on a bike, moved, and that will never not enrage me. Yep. Penelope, after killing all the Blossoms, turned herself in um, to the private prison. Where she's like, but don't worry. Your uh, uh, Hiram said that he'd take care of me because she was in his League of Stupid Evil. Oh, I forgot about the League of Stupid we'll, Evil. We'll talk about that. Um, but she was in that league and I guess they're cool uh, but I don't care because she is a mass murderer. She has killed so many people. She has we'll, killed more people than the Black Hood. Yeah. 
So Penelope went to jail. Cheryl broke up with Tony because Cheryl needed to prove that the Blossoms are good people. Which she did not do. At all. She just yelled at people that she was good. And they said no. And she was like, fine, guess I have to be the villain then. Yep. Uh, Tony went, uh, not Tony, um, Archie went off to war. Veronica went off to business school. Betty went off to Yale. Yale. Jughead. Jughead got into Yale but then pretended to be dead. So he couldn't go back to Yale. So he got into University of Iowa. <laughs> All right, so let's do this. Then we got the seven-year jump. Seven-year jump. Yes. We learned that Archie's war is every war mm-hmm. combined into one. I, the, the more I think about it, the more I like that aesthetic. I do, too. Like, I, 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 do. I don't want Archie to fight in a real imaginary war that took place between 2020 and 2027. Well, mostly, I mean, here's the thing. America's been at war for the last however many years. And will be at war yes. forever. Um. The the thing that I enjoy about it is that there is this anachronism in Riverdale, and I enjoy it so much more when it's very strong. When they lean into when, it. When it's just like little weird subtle things, it feels more upsetting. than yes. and It feels more like, like I don't quite get what's going on. But when they do a full on, yeah, he's fighting in a war that looks like World War II and they're in trenches. It's very even almost like World War One. World War One trench warfare, but they are going to talk about issues that are like very connected to the tours in Afghanistan and Iraq and yeah, so, Desert Storm. Like he is in all the wars, <laughs> and I love that. Yeah, like it was that was very uh, interesting. Um, we learned eventually that Betty went to Yale. She had a roommate who she couldn't be in the room while they were having sex, which is the only time we see her at Yale. <laughs> what? <laughs> so I have a question for you. Yeah. What uh, what did Betty get a degree in? I guess criminal sciences, probably, or criminal studies, studies or law, maybe. Law. I think of all the things that would be a prerequisite to getting to the FBI. Politics, maybe. No, no. Like po- poly science. Poly science isn't really a prerequisite. Or psychology. Yeah, maybe, maybe or psychology. psychology. Uh, honestly, it's probably criminal studies, forensics. Yeah. Like I don't know what the. I, I haven't looked into Yale's offerings and <laughs> what just... and what and what the and what the prerequisites getting to the FBI are, but I know that they don't just want law enforcement. People. So I'm just curious because her mother is Alice. Yeah. And as much as the show wants us to think that Alice is like a good person who does good things and supports her daughter, mm-hmm. um, she's not. And so I've, I'm just curious about, like, what Alice would approve of Betty going to university for. Though Betty did get a full scholarship. Because, let us not forget, Alice gave away her college <laughs> fund. For real. Yes, yeah, she did. Um, but she got such a good um, Yale scholarship or something like I that. I guess so. Um, when, I, when I quickly looked it up, everything is based on the, the FBI behavioral and analysis unit. Because I guess that's the most exciting one. Um, and they just say... You need a four-year college degree in any major. Great. But they, they also say that most profiles working in the BAU have between 7 to 15 years of investigative experience before they transfer to the BAU. She's not on the BAU. Let's be very clear. She's not – she's ju- just an, an – She just went to Quantico and did some training. Yes. She is just a – I don't know why this is decided that it was showing <laughs> all the BAU stuff, but she's just – she went to the FBI. This just says that all FBI agents must hold a bachelor's degree in minimum. They okay. may possess a bachelor's degree or higher. Um, they do need at least two years of full-time professional work experience, but I guess she like she went to school for four years and then two years of work experience at the FBI. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, so I think that makes sense. The seven-year timeline does work. It, for that. it does because she, she's just becoming an agent now. Yes. even though they treat her kind of like it, it's unclear because like she graduates in the finale of five, but she's like working. A case where she gets kidnapped by... She's a trainee at that point. Yeah, I guess she's, like, doing a practicum. <laughs> okay, that shows a lot on how much okay. of a failure who whoever her teachers were that she got... She was a trainee. They got kidnapped by a serial killer. You know who we need to cast our blame on here? Glenn. Glenn. Glenn sleeps with his students. We do not... Well, here's the thing. We don't know what Glenn's position is. Because when they first started out, they looked like partners. That's true. But there's no way that... And he's doing his master's. There, there's still a power <laughs> imbalance here. This is I, deeply uncomfortable I, and no one's talking I about it. I don't think Glenn is a full... No, he is a full... He's, he's a full agent because he's working the highway. Oh, my God. All right. Um. So each FBI agent's often earn degrees and feel such a 
as criminal justice or political science. Though it doesn't maintain any specific academic major requirements, I believe she took criminal uh, criminal justice. I think Betty would. Yeah, I don't think she would do political science. I think it's criminal justice. Uh, all right, let's move from Betty to Veronica, who got married at so at okay. some point in that. So Veronica Bernard four years does Bernard for four years. At the five-year mark... We're, we're, by the way, we're just assuming just average length of gang degrees. They didn't tell us any of well, these and things. Well, it's, like, it's not the states. You don't take extra time. Like, it's a big deal to take extra time. Oh, Whereas yeah. in Canada, it's like, mm, yeah, you do, do whatever, you. Do whatever you want. Um, so four years of Bernard. Um, at the five-year mark, not married to Chad because Chad does appear on Katie Keene. Yes. It is a different actor. Yeah. Um, at, so at, somewhere <laughs> in the past two years... Well, so at the five-year mark, she became the she-wolf of Wall Street. Mary Chad, I presume, immediately after that Katie Keene episode. Yeah, and then immediately, no, 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 she, for another year, they were both, fine. Like, fine. And then there was a helicopter crash because that she somewhat blamed herself for about ten minutes. Remember that was the whole thing? Yeah. She's like, oh, I wish that he was dead, and then there's a crash, and now I feel bad about it. That wasn't an arc she could – she literally murdered him later. Okay, when does Veronica ever have a character arc? When does Veronica learn and grow? She might. They set up something that could be interesting. Um, and I, so Her casino? No, no. The fact that she um, refuses to accept the failure that she can't go back to New York, so she's trying to bring New York to Riverdale. Oh, that's true. That could be interesting. It won't be. It won't be. It's not going to be interesting. Yeah, because remember, she did not tell Reggie that – she said, I don't feel like going back to New York. Like – if the arc becomes she refuses to accept failure, interesting, we probably won't. Because Veronica's perfect. Yes. Uh, and then, yeah, so she, then there was a helicopter crash one year before the start of the series, which afterwards she retired from she being... She was forced to retire by Chad. That is true, and began working at... A, a, no, she started working at Lacey's right. with Katie... And then quit Lacey's to work at a jewelry store that is maybe unscrupulous. Um, I don't know. I think it's And fun. also was selling her own stuff at that jewelry store. That is, yeah, I, for, I completely forgot that she, that <laughs> Chad <laughs> gave her something. She, she sold, sold it through the store. You can't do it. Did she, did, she, did she retroactively sell to the store on consignment? And That's then... why I thought she worked at a pawn shop. Like, I genuinely thought she worked at a sketchy pawn shop. No, it, it was like a high class. So that's what happened to Veronica in those seven years. Yeah. Jughead went to University of Iowa. Yep. He for a year maybe dropped out after his freshman year, his, or his, maybe he stayed. It's incredibly unclear. He, he has one of the roughest time. We we essentially know the most about what he did, but none of it makes sense. <laughs> I mean, actually, I think we know the most what Archie did. He was in the army for seven years. Yeah. Um. So he went to University of Iowa. He, he either he stayed there for a year and dropped out or something. Whatever he did, he just started like. Pitching to agents without a book, think, without a book, without a book. I, I don't know if he pitched a concept. I don't know if he was pitching. I don't know what he was doing there, but somehow he got an agent. And then at some point after getting the agent, moved to New York, immediately started dating Jess. It seems. Yeah, and then got his first. Then he did magic mushrooms. Uh, uh, sorry, maple ma mushrooms. Maple mushrooms. Which makes no sense that he did maple mushrooms in New York. So he did maple mushrooms, and I guess was also drinking, um, and wrote The Outcasts. Which is about him and Betty. Which is the book he was writing in, no, it was about Riverdale, because the serpents were in it. They were, oh, that's right! Well, they were the snakes or whatever it was. Like, it was, it was really, I think it's supposed to be the first four years. Okay, so he ha like, we saw him writing that book. He wrote that book every single episode, so he has to have sent that book out. And then Sam was like, add more drama. I, I don't know. I, maybe he's just one of those writers who's like, no, it's not the first draft till I say it's the first draft. <laughs> maybe. So, he, so what he did send Sam was the first draft, and then it took him years to get what would be the second or the third or the fourth draft whatever and then that draft was amazing <laughs> yeah so two publishing or take, one year ago or six months ago publishing takes a it takes a while so i'm willing to believe that like once it it got sold it he spent some time being i here's here's what i think here's what i think okay i because remember he was part of that weird like rat new rat pack oh, thing that's right i think he sold his book and because he was in New York and because he was writing in the literary genre, he got an incredibly high advance 
and he got he got he was one of those people who before his book was even released, everyone was hyping up how oh, great it was. His book is coming out, which is why he was able to be essentially a celebrity before his first book released. Because he got like a million dollar advance, and people were talking about, like, "Oh yeah, this kid coming straight out of uh, University, University of, of Iowa of Iowa wrote this amazing book." I bet his book's not that good. <laughs> I, I bet it did not live up to the hype, which is why no one was looking for him when he went missing at the <laughs> premiere. Which is that's what we'll go for. There is no way that he missed his own launch party. And no one, including no, Sam, Sam. I refuse to believe that Sam wouldn't look, wouldn't look forward to this. Sam seems like the nicest guy ever. Like, he held on to Jughead for so long before he's like, I gotta let you go, man. You, you sent me a book that someone else wrote, <laughs> and for like 37 seconds, you pretended you wrote it. <laughs> yeah. Um, and also, he's been blowing him off, being like, no, the book's gonna be written. Like, he, he pulled Sam along for a long time while he was doing other things. Now... So all we can take from this then is that Jess told him that no one was looking for him. Like, yeah, that has to he, be it, right? Yeah, let's talk a little bit about Jess, because she is so tied into Jughead. And she is, she is introduced as put-upon girlfriend. But, like, also, she's kind of like a Mimi and Rent character without the AIDS or yeah, the drugs. Apparently she's a writer. No, apparently with the drugs. We learn later that oh, she, right. she was the one who gave him drugs. She also ran the drugs to she's, Riverdale. She's a drug runner. Like When she was first introduced, she really seemed like she was supposed to be the... Like, the together one. He was like, oh, Jughead, I can't believe you're drinking so much and not writing. Why can't you get your life together? What's, like... But no, that's not who she is. And then we learn later that after they like, and yes, they were fighting, both of them. And we never see that. They just mention it. They just tell us. Um, When he goes missing, what does she do? I have to believe that she just told everyone, oh, no, he's just been drinking for the past three days. Like, here. And she's like, yeah. oh, he can't talk to you. He's like. He he's too drunk. Yeah. I. There's no way <laughs> that people were not looking for him on the day of his book launch. And I understand. He didn't show up to the party at all. And I would understand if, like, the police aren't looking for him because you want to do, like, oh, New York is this big city where people just vanish. You can slip through the cracks. But, yeah. Um, literally through the cracks, a sinkhole <laughs> opened up. Also, a sinkhole opened up. Like, yeah, you think no people would have been concerned about this sinkhole. <laughs> you're telling me no, like, infrastructure worker came by and went, oh, there's a big hole in the ground. There's a guy down that hole. Oh. <laughs> just, like, He's well, covered in rats. They're just like, Pile it back up. Um, and then he got bitten by rats, and then he hallucinated a rat king and telling him a story. And, and then he got rabies. Yeah, because the rats bit him. That's why he's hallucinating a rat king. Although my understanding of rabies if, is if you have reached the point of hallucinations, you are doomed. Rabies is real bad. It's a real bad uh, thing to get. I, I can't believe he didn't know that he had rabies. <laughs> well, because like, Jess... Didn't tell him. There's no way he did, he wouldn't have to have like follow ups, right? Yeah. Like you think you'd have to go back to make sure the rabies treatment took. I like I don't know that much about rabies, but I feel like it's not just like three. Like you, you got rabies for three days, you're in the hospital for a little bit, and then they ne they only talk to your his, girlfriend. His girlfriend. Like your care team never speaks to you. Like, I don't know anything about American healthcare. Maybe yeah. they suck that much. Yeah, and then, then, yeah, then Jess tells him, no, actually, you were on a bender. Like, you were drunk for three days when you fell in that hole. And then <laughs> that's why. I don't think he knows he fell in a hole. Yeah. She yeah. just told him he was, like, walking the streets drinking well, for three no, days. He, I don't know. Well, it seems to imply he doesn't even know he went missing for three days. Like, I don't, I'm not even clear if he remembers that he did the call, walked in an alleyway, went and everything went black. Because remember, he's shocked that he has trauma. Like, That's true. When, when, when after he had the whole alien thing, they he, he was like, what? Something happened to me in New York that I don't remember. He doesn't even remember a trauma happened. He doesn't remember he missed his launch party. Yeah. How is it that seems. possible? <laughs> so Je then Jess comes back and, like, kind of helps Betty and Tabitha the most just doses them. And then steals his book. Qu she says, because she is worried that he wrote about her in a not very nice way, like but, he did to Betty. Well, and yeah, Jess, maybe because you gaslit him. <laughs> maybe she's worried maybe, that in maybe his you're, maybe manic you're... state, he revealed that she 
it just makes me more it, it, her doing that makes me worried she did other things to him that he doesn't remember yeah like it doesn't set them up as a oh what is that the um um uh the people from like the, that punk band that was very Sid and Nancy yeah it's like a Sid and Nancy thing where they're both each other's like venom it's like it really sets it up like she is doing weird, like she keeps weird giving him things to him. She keeps giving him drugs. She lied about him having rabies. She wanted to control the thing that he wrote in case he said anything mean about her. Like, I don't think they meant to do this because they don't seem to understand like that characters' actions <laughs> reflect on the their char- character. Like we understand that when we first saw it, she it really did seem like Jughead was the one in the situation that was a disaster. But then, as we revealed things, I thought there would be a, like a conclusion with Jess, where Jughead would have to confront her or something like that. But no, she just grabs the manuscript, leaves, and I think that's the last we'll ever see of her. Yeah, his book is just gone because they just didn't want him to have a book. Because now he's not a he's not the same like now he's a journalist. Yeah, with teenagers. With teenagers, so is I mean maybe in the next season she'll come. This entire season seemed like a setup, so it's I can really believe that there might be things that they're going to do in season six. You know what's so disappointing? So they cast Jess and Eric with mm-hmm. like an eye towards diversity. Yeah. And both of them are nothing. Like obviously Eric is a way better character than Jess. Yeah, I think Eric will come back. Well, Archie told us. I'm sure we'll see him again. Yeah. But, I mean, yeah, Eric is just Archie's war friend. Yeah. He had his thing. But, like, it, this is what Riverdale does. Like, they do tokenism and they do these nods to diversity. They're two gay – two of their gay characters <laughs> are no longer gay. <laughs> well, I mean, they're still gay. They are still gay. Yeah, you're still gay if you're – But But, and I mean, yes – Obviously, I'm not advocating for bi erasure. Yeah, uh, but <laughs> well, I mean, what you could say there is that their their primary gay character, the only storylines they can ever give him is he is gay, and his or life he is gets, bad because he is gay, or he gets into a cult. <laughs> was the only storyline Kevin gets, essentially a main character. Well, and like to break up both of the both of the gay relationships on the show. And then put the two people who were in the gay relationships into a. Re- it's just like, no, no, no. Admittedly, we never, no, admittedly, we never liked the Cheryl and Tony relationship. We did it not was, like that. It was a bad relationship. It, like, the, like there was also an abusive girlfriend in that relationship, yeah. and it was Cheryl. <laughs> like understanding, yes, it is representation, but that is a bad relationship. But Fangs and Kevin were Fine. ostensibly a great relationship. Like they went to university <laughs> together. They really supported each other, and then it broke up for reasons that no one can understand. The show doesn't do breakups well. No. No. It, I think it, it wants to do I – mean, I don't know what it wants to do, but it doesn't do breakups well. I mean, Jughead and Betty's breakup was they – like Be- They went to university Betty, and then – Which would be fine, except for they set up that Betty kissed Archie, and then they just never talked again. Like – they do keep saying that they never spoke again. Even though means, they did. Yeah, they also showed us Very them speaking again. So, yeah, and then Archie and Veronica's a whole mess. I don't know about I that. I mean, Veronica's not wrong. Archie and Veronica want very, very different things out of life. Yeah. And them being together as teenagers, absolutely. Them yeah. being together as adults, probably not. So, like, that... Absolutely just, great. It just wasn't handled well. You, I just wish I knew more of what Veronica wanted other than I want to be in New York, which I guess like she wants to be in New York to be Veronica a, wants to be powerful and wealthy. Yeah, I don't, and I talked about in the last in the um the wrap up episode that I think I figured out exactly what Veronica's relationship thing is, which is that she wants someone who is completely subservient to her but understand but like is also in control. I think Reggie will be good at that. Um maybe, I don't know. I mean we, we are pretty fine with them when they did other than the fact that like the speed at which <laughs> veronica was like oh archie isn't available for one minute mm. reggie good sir well i think what we decided is that reggie deserves better reggie does deserve better than veronica his arc this season was wild yeah so he worked for hiram all the way up until we had that really introspective hiram episode which is weirder the further we got away from it that was yeah. all about Hiram choosing not to have um, 
Reggie go down his same path. And also, you got to try to have a relationship with your dad. Yeah. Your abusive father who used to physically abuse you. Now, admittedly, I, I, I did like the way that they had a come up by the fact that when when Reggie went back, he didn't he didn't apologize for what he did before. He didn't he 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 went back with power. Yes. He he in the in the the scene where he talks to his talks to his dad at that moment, he had all the power in that scene and it was about him regaining his power back over someone who he can't disconnect himself from because he is his dad and they are the the there's no mom that's they only have each other. There is no mom. No. What it, I think does she died. She died. Didn't she die? I don't know. I'm pretty sure that's a story from the past that she died. So they only have each other. So it's this weird thing where, like, he he, he gained his control in the relationship, which I think is an interesting way of doing Look, it. This show is very bad at handling most of their characters. Yeah. They consistently do a pretty okay job with Reggie. Until, like, after that, where he just... with. Like, it's like he didn't realize he was doing it. Just a full-on turn on Hiram when, and I've said this many times, it felt like their departure was amicable. Like, I get that Hiram kind of white-fanged him, but it seemed like Reggie got that. Do you think he just hung out with Veronica too much and just got a little brainwashed? I mean, I do think that's the case. But Reggie is the hero of this of this season because he is... So good at sex. <laughs> <laughs> he can convince a daughter to turn on her father. <laughs> Who, I know, I know Veronica was like, well, Hermosa feels betrayed as well. No, she didn't. We saw her working with yeah, him. Yeah, she clearly did not. <laughs> she she clearly, like, gave him his business back in some way over the past seven years. And she is his cleaner. There's, yeah, okay. A- apparently... What we have learned is that Hermos is supposed to be the one who's in charge of Hiram's businesses. Why is she taking work as a mercenary cleaner if she's not still cool with Hiram? Yeah. I mean, Veronica, when is the last time she talked to Hermosa? Yes. I mean, the last time she talked to Hermosa was when Reggie uh, flirted with her on the phone so good <laughs> that <laughs> she revealed where the palladium was. The one thing that her fa- that her father loves, like his main thing, which he hid in the di- in the display of Sodale, he could do that through a phone call. Reggie, Her- Reggie is sex magic. So Kevin, if Reggie is the sex magic hero of this season <laughs> of the series, he he got Hiram's not coming back. That's true. He did defeat Hiram. Yeah. through sex. The only the only problem is that that they didn't just arrest him. They're like leave, and then of course he planted a bomb. This, twice in the series did did Veronica not realize just because someone's poor doesn't mean they can't hurt you. Should, well, I mean, she did kill Chad, so she did come out ahead on that. Yeah, but the first time they were in a divorce proceeding, and she said you you tried to kill my. Boyfriend, guy. Not even bo- you tried to kill a boy I have a crush on. You tried to kill a boy I have a crush on. You admitted it in this courtroom in front of two lawyers. We're not going to press charges because, and I can't stress this enough, Veronica doesn't think poor people are real. Look, Kevin, Riverdale does not understand consequences to actions <laughs> because everyone knows that Veronica killed Chad, but yeah. the only people who care are the stockbrokers on Wall Street. Like, I, no, here's the, I can believe her getting away with it because, number one, he broke into their house. Not a single main Num- character has mentioned the fact <laughs> that she killed Chad. Yeah, num- number two, um, those lawyers were there when Chad admitted that he tried to kill Archie. Number three, she's rich. Um, but yeah, you're right. It's weird that, like, it's not weird that she's not facing legal repercussions. It's weird that she's not facing more interpersonal re- Like, Archie. She definitely did not tell Archie that she murdered Chuck. He would be so weird. He'd be like, wait, what? He had sex in her house <laughs> a mere feet away from where she murdered a man. Archie's not cool with that. No, it's cool with that. So... And, I mean, she's also, like, the daughter of Hiram. You think there would be some weird, like, FBI, because that's their super police, being like, ah, we can get her now. So I got distracted by Veronica's murdering, murderous ways. I was really trying to segue to Cheryl. She is the villain of the season. Yes. Cheryl is... (sighs) Cheryl's the villain of the series. Well, 
No, because villains are effective. Cheryl is she's, utterly ineffective. She is utterly ineffective, and she's just she just cavorts around being the worst and constantly making the worst decisions and blaming other people. Okay, so I didn't say this in the last episode, but one something that very frustrated me about the fact that the end of the season was her learning that uh, one of her ancestors was burned as a witch is that Cheryl was so upset that she couldn't be a victim that she was a. Cheryl, this entire season, was so upset that she was she had to face for the first time that she was maybe the architect of her own, mis- like, being miserable. Yeah, no one did anything she, to her. She's not cursed. Like, that's why she kept on glomming on whenever it's like, oh, we're cursed. Oh, we're this. She's like, it's not my fault. It's not my fault. And then she gets so close to being like, maybe she has some form of self-reflection. Then she learns, oh, actually, I can blame... The town, because one of my ancestors, who is very closely related to the to the the man who ordered the slaughter of the indigenous people, was maybe burned at the stake in a logic that makes no sense. So it's probably a lie. Why? How does she have a journal written by this woman <laughs> that details this woman's death? Who wrote the yeah. journal, Cheryl? Nana Rose did. <laughs> <laughs> That's Nana the thing. Rose. Nana Rose. Okay, Nana Rose coming back with a separate piece of paper that was her last words is the the the, the nail in the coffin that Nana Rose is just making this up. So, Kevin, what do you think Nana Rose is trying to achieve? Nothing. Nana Rose is she's nothing. She's she's a hundred and thirty-two and bored. <laughs> <laughs> she's, she's just a, punking her granddaughter. She's she married into this family. By choice. That's true. Yeah, unlike She wants to be there. <laughs> unlike Penelope. Who was adopted to marry into this to family? To marry into this family, um, and then is the most blossom person ever. So I guess that really hit hard. Who do you think um, Britta is going to have to marry? Dagwood I mean, or Juniper? I mean, one of the isn't me one of the. I mean, they're all wayward. No, I think she just marry one of the girls there, and they'll adopt Dagwood or, Ju- or Juniper. <laughs> there, there will be a redhead at this school, and yes. Britta will be forced to marry her. Oh my god! Do you think all the kids at the school going to be redhead? Because. <gasps> <laughs> Kevin, <laughs> I can guarantee you they have not filmed anything about this school yet. Well, they have. We know, we've seen it. Mm. I think that's what we saw in that promo we just watched. But that's not the real world. We'll talk about that. Yeah. You just gave them an idea. There's going to be a casting notice for redheaded teenagers, women. I No, nothing we can say will change their mind if they wanted us. I mean, Britta did not have to have red hair. And I swear her hair got more red after she was adopted. Because I did when when I first saw her when she did the whole reveal of I am a girl in a welding suit. I'd like to be on the football team. <laughs> that moment is so hilarious. It's every, so obvious. She's it's so telegraphed. She's the only one dressed in full on coveralls with a welding mask on, <laughs> with a bunch of just people wearing clothing. <laughs> she's like, I want. She didn't say anything. Raise her hand. Her hand up. Like, That's a girl. That's a girl. And That's going to be a girl. And, and Archie's going to be like, yeah. Because sweet boy Archie, of course a girl can play football. <laughs> of course she can play football with all... Here's the here's what I'm going to say about, about that. I've seen Britta. I've also seen Mad Dog. <laughs> oh, Mad Dog. And I don't want to see Mad Dog sack Britta. <laughs> Is Britta the kicker? I can't remember. I think no, she's I think kicker. she's the quarterback. No, no, I, th- oh, no I th- hope she... I mean, the court. I hope she's the kicker. If she's the kicker... That's, that's fine. I think we talked about that. I don't think we ever got confirmed what role. I mean, they're both playing offense and defense, so they're both. That's true. There's only, like, seven yeah. people on this team. Um, hell, I don't want to see Reggie <laughs> sack You want to see Archie sack Britta. I mean, at least this season, all the all the high school students look like high school students. And, like, the wildest thing is Archie was only 19 when the show started. Now yeah. he was playing a 15-year-old. Yeah. 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 But he wasn't that old. So... So we're going to be seeing more of Cheryl because of the the timeline breaker that is her ancestor Adeline, Adelaide, uh, Abigail, Abigail, Abigail Blossom, whose existence makes no sense. The fact that we met a Cooper in that flashback, yeah, is nothing has ever been more infuriating. Yeah, no that that was the moment where I or I could finally put a nail in the bed that this show is just. The writing room is chaos. How do how, you forget how did they get that? Approved? That is, that is 
that was the big reveal at the end of season one. That was everything. That was such a huge, that was a defining feature of the Cheryl Cooper. even called Betty cousin in one of the scenes in that episode where she, she... bopped on in and <laughs> yeah. ranted about nonsense. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, do you not <laughs> wait? No. Huh? There were no Coopers <laughs> during the time of Barnabas B. Blossom. And we we tried calculations. It depends because we don't know how old everyone is. Generations are about 25 years, but at the same time, that's a very there's a very specific way of doing a very broad way of doing this. All we know is a Barnabas Blossom was approximately the same age as Abigail. <laughs> uh, yeah, I was putting him possibly a little bit behind, but there's no way that the that the 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 family members who killed each other were before 1890. Nope, because it was Hal's father's father. <laughs> yep, his great-grandfather. Nope, Betty's great-grandfather. Sorry, Betty's great-grandfather. Hal's grandfather. Hal's grandfather. Uh, 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 man. Um, um, I want to you... quickly touch on the aliens, that they set up this whole alien The thing. aliens that don't exist, but definitely do exist. Yeah, so I don't get why this... The, so there, so the Blossoms, uh, specifically Rose, her husband kept impregnating people at Thistle House. Yeah, people who worked there. Yep, and so she kept giving the babies to the Starkweathers. Yep. Um, and, and then they, the Starkweathers procreated with each other to make more babies. I guess so. And then at some point, Rose found one of the deformed children and just kept it in a barrel. And yeah. then decided to lie and say it was a Mothman. Well, because the Starkweathers had already called themselves Mothman, so the people would leave them alone. Yeah, well, no, they were calling themselves Mothman. Is the fact that they... Oh, no, they said there were Mothmen in the woods? Yeah. Like, <laughs> so I, I don't know if that... So people wouldn't bother them. They made up, like, essentially a Bigfoot legend. Or if once they started killing people, they made up a Bigfoot legend, legend to explain why people went missing. But here's what I'm going to say... People also look into that because the majority of people will not go, well, because Bigfoot took them. <laughs> so remember when people were being kidnapped and then returned to, like, minors? Yeah, that was a lie that Stark Brothers told. So no minors were kidnapped. I don't think so. Because Stark Brothers was the only uh, – Dr Old Man Dreyfus was the only surviving member of that crew, which is why Jacob talked to him. And I think he just lied about his friends being taken because he wants to keep that thing alive. So his thing is a lie. Okay. However, but there was a mine. There was a mine. I do believe there's because they had with a photo of the mine. That's how he found yeah. Dreyfus, and Dreyfus could show them. So I think he worked in the mine. I so don't think anything happened. Why were they kidnapping people to survive when they clearly had paid employment working in the mine? I mean, Aaron, it's mine employment. I think that is. I think that is a uh, that is another nail in the coffin of how badly these mines were operated. That the people in the mine had to resort to. Serial killing just to make ends meet. Okay, but then, <laughs> so in the current generation, yes. they're just killing for fun because well, What's-His-Face had steady employment as a trucker. Well, I mean, we, yes, they, I think that that is what they are implying at the end. Is that like when he says survival, they're like, like, no, it's not. Now, we have agreed that we think that what the writers wanted to do was a hills have eyes. We kidnap women to continue our line. They have to have wanted that, which is why they were kept for so long, which is why it was only women and which is why they are freaks. Uh, but they either because the, um, the, the network CW said, no, absolutely not. <laughs> absolutely not. You can have serial killers. You can't have rapist serial killers. Yeah, and they never and like either they didn't run it by them until like way too late, way too late, or they decided not to pivot enough away from it. They're like, you know what, people get it. Yeah, um, but like, <laughs> but like that is clearly what it was. It, yes, it has to. So, be. so, so they were. Kidnapping women because they wanted to essentially continue their line with, I guess, prop whatever. Well, you know, they they had those deformed children. They're like, oh man, we gotta get some non-deformed children. Yeah, we gotta we gotta stop doing all the incest. Uh, so yeah, so they they did that, uh, and then they were stopped, and 
that doesn't explain why Jughead had the the experience of a bright light, the gumball machine spinning all over the like. What did he see? On that was the night that they Stark Brothers came to I guess get that cousin back. But what happened to him? Because we cannot just blame it on alcohol. He was drinking that night. Oh, I, which I think is what the series wants us to do. Is like, oh, he was drunk. But. He still had to clear up the gumballs the next day. Yeah, which, how does that happen? Like, I, I talked about it when that was going on. That was the wildest thing to see, was a mechanical machine acting strangely, which I thought was going to be, like, magnetics or something like that. The other thing is, we heard about the previous alien visits yeah. from two different sources. Now, Nana Rose was lying, lying. but Pop Tate... Not lying. We saw him in the flashback. And didn't he say, oh, yeah, no, that happened. What did he see? What happened? Was Nana Rose, like, (laughs) did she dose him with maple mushrooms? Is that what we are to believe? He was just getting dosed all over town. Like, hiding alien abduction as, um, (laughs) as... No, hiding serial killing as alien abduction doesn't work when we see all the alien abduction things. And then Archie at one point hallucinated a Mothman in the tunnels, which I thought was going to be a hint to the fact that the carbon monoxide from all the mines under the town were making people hallucinate. Because that's what we saw. Archie hallucinated a Mothman on carbon monoxide. We can argue that he hallucinated a Mothman because Fangs had just told them about the Mothman. But but Reggie also knew about them. No, but that's the point. That's the point, is that somebody said these people were telling the story of a Mothman, and then people were seeing Mothman because they knew the stories of Mothman and were getting poisoned. Right. It was was a self... Like, it's a self... yeah. Real, like, prophecy. That's not what that word is for. But, like, why is this a thing that is apparently, like, a key <laughs> defining feature of this town? All these mines and these truckers and these mothmen, and we're only finding this out now. Because they, did, they want to do a show that's really hanging on the past. They did not think about the timeline. And, yeah, you know what? Shows will do things where they're like, oh, here's the thing we never told you before. Um, but they make them fit into the show usually pretty well. This stuff doesn't. <laughs> it it's, does not. They they just try to do it as like, well, everyone knows about that. And you're like, who's everyone? Because none of our main characters know about that. Yeah, or like their parents. Um, okay. Uh, we are, we're going to need to wrap this up here. Is there any last things we want to comment on? Alice, the weird, the weird redemptions, the constant redemptions and abuse cycle they do with Alice is not good. Nope. Nope. I I assume Alice is going to be a hero next season because she's on the town council, but she will do something utterly irredeemable to Betty next season. I can guarantee it. <laughs> yeah, it's actually kind of sad that Betty could not get out of the town, right? Like, I understand that it's Riverdale, so they can't really be leaving Riverdale. But it's sort of sad that like, she's like someone like, I want to move on with my life. And her mom was like, no, now your sister's dead because you tried to leave. Yeah. this is That's abuse. Pure... <laughs> Pure, unadulterated abuse on the part of Alice. And I feel so bad for the actress because she is a strong actress, but they are giving her nonsense to work with. Yeah, yeah. Uh, But we'll take a quick look forward here because me and Aaron did watch the promo for the five-episode event that is the first five episodes of Riverdale Season 6, which is not called Riverdale. It's called Rivervale. Because I guess... Vale is creepier. Welcome to Night Vale. <laughs> Did he just start listening to Welcome to Night Vale? Okay. So, no one's entirely sure what this is yet. No. There's just, like, brief flashes of things. Um, we see, we see like, Dancer on the Maypole, like, Midsummer. We see um, Tabitha saying, do you think we're cursed? We see uh, Veronica. <laughs> and Reggie <laughs> kissing on a mountain of money. Seems unrelated. Yeah. Uh, we see Cheryl and I guess her cult. <laughs> Where they are wearing it looks like cheerleader uniforms though. Like it looks like they're wearing Vixen practice outfits. Yeah, I mean, hey, Ver- Cheryl's a woman who has never outgrown high school, so she that makes sure sense. Sure has not. <laughs> um so we can tell that things seem different and mysterious, including the fact that we see Jughead standing in front of a fire truck. Here's a fire truck. And it says Rivervale. And a character says Rivervale. Like, 
This is Riverdale. And I think the there's a I think there's a shot of the sign of the like the Welcome to Town sign, and I'm pretty sure it says Riverdale to it. So this has made people think, what is this five episode event? And some some we read, we actually did. We look, did a medium of research. We looked beyond the uh, the podcast of the Riverdale things uh, to see what some of the theories were. Um, I will I will list these theories in order of what I deem acceptability. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Kevin, tell them in order of most acceptable to least acceptable. All right, most acceptable theory. We're going to have a shared coma dream. Well, we saw that on the OC. Yes, so it's going to be Betty and Archie, who have just been blown up, if you remember. By Hiram. Are in a, in a shared coma for five episodes. It's too long. Why? Now, Two I, episodes, I accept. Now, this... Oh, one now this i i should, should say something to you i put this at the top of the most acceptable list is that they are in a shared coma only because we've seen it in the oc so there is a history of it so kevin give me theory two okay alternate universe so this mean what this essentially means is that there's no connection between these five episodes and main riverdale other than like here's possibly a way that things could go Maybe there's no framing device, or maybe there is a framing device of Cheryl, like, telling a story to her people. To Minerva. It just seems like a waste of my time. Yeah, I don't like... AU stuff can be fun. For one episode. For one episode. A five-episode event that means that none of the stakes here mean anything is too much for me to care. Our character's going to die, or things going to happen that don't matter. I don't care. Nothing matters. No implications. Like, yeah. All right. Now the bottom. This is so far down. (laughs) Is that it's just magic. Well, Kevin, I have news for you. Yep. Sabrina, from The Chilling Adventures of Sabrina, is appearing on Riverdale. Rivervale. <laughs> I mean, her terrace is Riverdale on it, but. Yeah. Um, yeah, so that is the one they're saying is that somehow Sabrina did this whole thing. Now, here's my problem with this that I've been saying since season two, I guess, where when did Veron- when did Sabrina start? Season maybe three. I think it's three. Ben, um, Benjamin Button appeared in a Sabrina episode, so it has to be season three. Okay. Um, ever since that started, that they do exist in the same universe, and we knew this, and I hated it so much, uh, because you can't just add magic to the show. You can't there do that. cannot be magic we, in this world. There, you've already had many seasons where you've done the, like... Ooh, it seems magical, but we all know magic can't exist. What's going? This entire that was the entire Gargoyle King thing. How could this be happening? And then it reveals like it's usually drugs. But okay, G and G makes no sense without magic. So you cannot tell me I could have had magic and there wasn't magic. Yeah, this you you can't. It would be like if we were watching the OC and then in season four it revealed that Taylor Townsend was a warlock. Like you can't just decide. Now our show has magic in it. That is a different genre. Mm-hmm. You, you, you can't. And I know there's going to be trolly people out there being like, you can do anything. This is bad. Okay, you can do anything you want. It doesn't mean it's going to be good. And then there's other people who are going to be like, well, it was always like, we always sort of knew that she was there. Yeah, that was terrible. The, the, the knowledge that you're watching a show where in another show literal magic exists, this isn't TGIF. No. Where like the shows where Sabrina can just run through all the shows, <laughs> and it, and that the only reason that works is because they were all episodic sitcoms Comedies. where nothing transferred between the episodes. Like this, this is a, this is a serialized soap opera. And if you give us magic, you have to forever give us magic. You you this this genie will not go back in the bottle. You are done. <laughs> Unless the season five season event ends with Sabrina doing a spell that destroys all magic in the world. <laughs> I don't Unless know. if that is the case. Uh, but that is, that's in the future. We have that to... Look forward to in four weeks. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but until then, we got to do something else. We got to do something else to take this time. So as Riverdale is doing a five episode event, we're going to do a four episode event. Yeah. Uh, we are going to take a look back at the seasons as we have done... Before, uh, but, I mean, we have done that before. We've done that a lot of times. What's going to be different about this one? Special guests. We're going to invite in some other people. 
We're going to bring in some filthy casuals. Yep. Um, and, and some not casuals. And some not casuals. Uh, we're going to have people coming in uh, so that we can either talk about the... Like, we're going to do a sort of one season per uh, episode and go through it with people who either have not seen the show at all, have a cursory idea what goes on in the show. I mean, a, Riverdale tends to infuse itself into the public consciousness in weird ways. Yeah, you can't avoid it. So I thought this would be a fun way of seeing where <laughs> where we stand in our view of this show as opposed to the populace. So what we will be doing each week is watching the season premiere of each mm-hmm. season. To, to sort of remind us what happened yeah. in that season. And we're going to use that as a launching point to discuss the season as a whole. Yeah. So that means next week will be season one. You'll have to come back and see our special guest with us for that season. Ooh. Yeah, that, the most normal season. So if you want to be caught up, watch uh, watch the pilot. Yeah, you can watch the pilot. We'll watch the pilot and remember where we were. Or, or just come and, and listen with us. And the amazing thing about this show is that it's not our show, Riverdale, <laughs> is that it, it comes back into your mind with flashes of horror. It's like, remember, it's like remembering trauma. So please, join us in this trauma. Yeah. Well, until then, what should people do? They should give us their ratings, reviews, and subscriptions on Apple Podcasts or their podcaster of choice. And they should also hit us up on some social media. We're at Podcast MOA, Podcast MOA, at Instagram, at Twitter, and at gmail.com. And you can check out my books. They're available at kevinweirdbooks.com. And I'm at aflimsyplan.com. And we're going to see you. In the past, in the future, next week. <laughs>